Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hopes. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening to everyone, and welcome to your family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and welcome. It is a wonderful Tuesday. We're almost in the middle of October. Can you believe it? Before you know it, we will be going into a new year. Oh, wow, time is flying, but let's stay focused uh, for October for now. It is Tuesday, October the 13th, uh, 2015. And I am excited and honored that you have joined us tonight. And you know this is your weekly show where we address the issues that matter to you. And tonight's topic is a very critical one. It is domestic violence awareness. Now, you may know October is designated officially as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And it's 2015, and you may be thinking this is an issue that's no longer relevant. It's a concern of my grandmother's generation. Well, I can tell you, you are very wrong. It still occurs here in America and across the world. And we're going to focus on the issue tonight and also solutions, okay, how to get out of the situation, also how to help prevent it. And we're talking about starting with our kids, both our girls and boys. We're going to have this in-depth and real sincere conversation with an expert. We have Kim Frederick on with us. She's been on with us in previous years, and she's back with more new information uh, on a concern, a community issue that is so important. And you know what? You should know that a lot of times it comes down to life or death, okay? It's a hard reality, but it's true. We have that tonight. We also have our signature in the news segment where we highlight the trending top news stories that matter to you from around the world. So I'm excited to kick this show off. Hey, please message all of your family and friends and colleagues and let them know that you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. If you're on social media, please hashtag LTA Radio. LTA Radio. Let's Talk America Radio. We are in your ear right now for this Tuesday night. All right? We've got a great conversation tonight and more. And also new music from one of my favorite musicians out of Florida. You have to stay with us. This show is jam-packed, but we're going to get you out of here. Okay? Let's kick it off. Let's Talk America. Radio is in your ear. Are you looking for a company to install a security system in your home or business? Are you currently paying someone too much to monitor your existing security system? Look no further. Just call Alarm Monitoring Service of Atlanta toll-free at 844-GET-AMSA. For as low as $18.95 a month, AMSA security is fast, reliable, and rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau every year. That's toll-free, 844-GET-AMSA. Or go to AMSASecurity.com and get your first three months free along with a free home consultation. 
use promo code M-A-R-C-O or call Marco Robinson directly at 678-979-6744 to schedule a site visit absolutely free. Hello, everyone. I'm Latasha Matthews from Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, I'm Nikki Smith. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I love listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. I love the fact that it's a family-friendly show, and it has great guests, it has great music submissions, and I think she's doing a wonderful job, and I will continue to support it, and I encourage you to as well. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, how you doing? This is L Hustle from Detroit, Michigan. You're now tuning into the Let's Talk America with your host, Shannon Thornton. Hi, this is Carol from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. A special thanks to everyone that allows this show to be what it is. A special acknowledgments to all of our national sponsors and partners. Thank you. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I would not express my gratitude and appreciation to all of our dedicated listeners. Hey, if this is your 20th time listening to the show or if it's your very first time, I thank you so much for tuning in with us live. And also for those that go back and listen to the Replay podcast, thank you also. Your support means so much. Hey, if it's your uh, first time listening to it live or if this is your third time listening to the Replay podcast, go ahead and hashtag LTA Radio right now on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Facebook, whatever you like, Google+, Plus, whatever is your favorite social media outlet. Go ahead and let us know that you are tuned in and we certainly appreciate that. And don't forget to message family, friends, and colleagues. You never know what tonight's message about domestic violence awareness. You never know who it to touch and who it may be able to help, okay? So we're going to push it forward and play it forward uh, to share information that is critical for all communities. Know that, hey, are you interested in knowing who next week's guest is? Perhaps more information on our very important national sponsors and partners? Please visit the newly designed website. You can find that at www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Okay, do connect with us. Check out that website and provide feedback. Okay, if you're interested in connecting with us in any way, go to that website or I'll save you a few seconds. Email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Letstalkshana at gmail.com. All right, everyone, we're set to kick off in the news for this week, the full week of October the 12th, 2015. Remember, In the News is where we highlight the top trending news stories from around the globe. And remember, you can catch the televised edition of In the News with SCB Television Channel 182. Uh, visit the website, uh, Let's Talk America, with ShanaThornton.com, and there you can catch the televised edition, okay? So it's really neat. We're excited to be partnering with SCB Channel 182 out of Georgia. But no matter where you are from around the world, if you're in San Diego or you're sitting in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Visit that website again because you can look at the televised edition of In the News. We're set to kick it off. In the News, new law for California. California Governor Jerry Brown has signed a bill allowing doctors to prescribe lethal drugs to terminally ill patients who want to expedite their death. That makes California the largest state to permit medical aid in dying. The End of Life Option Act, modeled on a law implemented in Oregon in 1997, was signed by Governor Brown on Monday, October the 5th. The measure won't take effect until next year. 
It allows physicians to provide lethal prescriptions to mentally competent adults who have a terminal illness and are expected to die within six months. Agreement from two physicians is required, and the medicine must be self-administered. In the news, deadly bombing in Turkey. At least 75 people were killed in twin blasts in the Turkish capital of Ankara on Saturday. It is considered the deadliest terror attack in the nation's modern history. The explosions occurred outside Ankara's train station as left-wing work unions and Kurdish politicians gathered over 14,000 people for an anti-war march. It's being reported that 246 people were wounded due to the suicide bombings. At this time, it is not known what group is behind the deadly attack. In the news, shake up on Capitol Hill. House Majority Leader and Republican Kevin McCarthy of California sparked shock in the GOP this past Thursday when he declared he was withdrawing his name from the election to replace House Speaker John Boehner of Ohio just moments before the party was supposed to vote. McCarthy was a strong frontrunner for the position, but withdrew his candidacy when it was clear he would not get enough conservative supporters to reach 218 votes, the number needed to ensure election on the House floor. And lastly tonight in the news, Million Man March returns to the nation's capital. Justice or else was the theme of a rally this past Saturday on the National Mall in Washington, D.C., organized to mark the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March. Messages from the first march were echoed Saturday in speeches from African Americans, including Louis Farrakhan, calling for unity among minorities and reform for social issues affecting the African American community. It's being reported that thousands were in attendance. Well, everyone, that wraps up. You're in the news for the full week of October the 12th, 2015. Do stay informed with Let's Talk America Radio as we keep you up to date on the issues and news stories from around the globe that matter. We will now turn our sights to our quote of today. And it comes from the famous journalist, on-air broadcaster Tom Brokaw, who once said, it's easy to make a buck. It's a lot tougher to make a difference. Again, Tom Brokoff is known for saying, it's easy to make a buck. It's a lot tougher to make a difference. And I think that statement speaks for itself. You know, we can go out and hustle, if you will, and make money and get the paycheck. But are we making a difference in our lives or in the lives of others, our children, our own relatives? You know, sometimes we have to stop and reflect on what we're doing. I know it's easy to get caught up in the hustle and flow of things, but let's also always evaluate where we are in life and make sure we're making as much as a difference as we can, a positive difference, hopefully, especially for our children, because after all, they're the ones that live with us and know us best. And when it's said and done, that's the legacy. Well, everyone, we are set to kick off the show. I'm excited to bring Kim Frederick back on. She is our expert in-house guest on domestic violence. She's worked with it for many years. I'm going to let her speak for herself, okay? But again, right now, I would like to highly encourage you to message family and friends. Whatever you have to do, call them. Let them know that we are talking about a topic that matters. If you suspect someone is being uh, controlled in a very abusive way, Um, please encourage them in your own way to listen to this important program, okay? It's not a long conversation, but it's a very important one. Stay with us right now. Hashtag LTA Radio. We are in your ear. Let's get it set. Congratulations, on-air personality Shana Thornton. 
or being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work. Listeners of your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and it is October, and you should know that this month is designated as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Now, many of you know my feelings that I've uh, written about this openly, that domestic violence needs to be an ongoing conversation, but October is that month where many organizations and individuals recognize it, and we do not want to be remiss uh, to having another very critical conversation about it. Right now, I have on with us Kim Fredek. She's been on with us in previous years. She's been with the show from the very beginning. Welcome to Let's Talk America, Kim. Thank you. I want to get right to it, okay? Please describe domestic violence for our national listeners. Okay, domestic violence isn't just hitting and pushing and physical sorts of violence. Domestic violence is a misuse of power, and it's a situation where someone in a relationship establishes fear and maintains that fear and control with violence and intimidation. It could be verbal violence. It could be a sort of monitoring what everyone is doing in the household and uh, setting the rules, and, and, and then there are no negative consequences usually for people breaking those rules that are set by the person who's running the household um, in ways that are often very unkind and sometimes illegal. So a lot of it sounds like a manipulative influence or control. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, it really is about establishing power and um, controlling the people in your household. Often it's an intimate partner, and um, many times one person is convinced that they have some sort of right to um, control what this person is doing, who they talk to, where they go, how they dress, what they think, what they say, political opinions, and, um, and things like this that are really... Um, clearly not okay, but in the minds of many people, it is how they want to run their relationship, and often it turns into a very dangerous situation for the person being controlled. Mm. We are spotlighting domestic violence in 2015. I hope everyone is taking written and mental notes. Kim Frederick is on with us. Of course, she works with the Women's Resource Center to end domestic violence in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, the organization does some great work. And this conversation is for the national community, and Kim uh, is awesome in sharing the information. Kim, there are many listening right now uh, that say, you know, I've seen the movie uh, Burning Beds, if you will, with Farrah Fawcett. Um, the movie that displayed or depicted domestic violence, or, you know, I've seen other movies or shows that depicted, or maybe they have heard about someone. Kim, I have to ask this question, and I hope it's not a silly question, um, but I would want to know if there are any statistics that back this up. When we talk about domestic violence, and we talked about the victimhood of it, which we know can affect any and every one, but is there perhaps a correlation in a certain type of personality for the perpetrator or for a victim? I mean, is it tied to, what I say, certain careers or education levels or no? Okay, so the first part of the question about statistics, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say that approximately one in three women uh, will experience physical violence from an intimate partner in her lifetime. Okay. And then the, the statistics for men are around one in eight or nine um, will experience um, violence as well. Wow. Um, but we do know this is true. Frequently, the 
consequences of the violence are more seriously felt by women and children. Okay. There's more serious consequences to the physical violence. And then the displacement, which often comes with domestic violence, where people are left without housing and needing to flee for safety. Yes. Um, it is difficult to be a woman, a woman and a child in, in a world where you don't have a place to call home. Okay. Um, it's difficult for men as well, but not quite as dangerous. So we really try to focus on um, meeting the needs of the women and children who are dealing with domestic violence yes. here in our center, even though we certainly have information, compassion, we okay. have protective orders, et cetera, for men who experience violence. And the second part of the question, as far as the, um, you know, is there a prototype or yes. is there something we can look at and say, well, this is a common denominator. Okay. For, uh, I would say for a perpetrator of violence, um, it is a person who believes that they have some sort of right. It's a societal right. Um, it's, a, it's something they've seen in their family where there is a position of power held over the family. Okay. And instead of having a situation in the family where people are making important decisions together and where conflict is handled with, you know, conversation, even if anger flares, there's no, um, you know, fear, okay. a threat and that sort of thing. So in a situation where a, a man is believing that it's his religious right or... Um, family right or there's something about his manhood that enforces his ability and or his need even to um, control the family and if he doesn't then there's something lacking in him that belief is definitely a very large risk factor for mm. people who are um, living in families where there might be violence okay. and um, in terms of a victim of violence um, some people think well it's only people who are poor or people who are weak-minded or people okay. who are, are um, somehow lacking yes. but we know the truth is yes. that that you can be a victim of violence and have a lot of strength okay strength physical strength it's not that you let this kind of thing happen it's that it happens and then people get confused because domestic violence is confusing the person that you care about yes. the person that loves you the person that's having you're having children with and and you putting down roots this is the person that is also the person that scares you and okay. hurts you and so it's very, very complicated for people, and there are not a lot of clear answers for people many times. The confusion sets in, and then the hardcore reality of, well, even if I go to a domestic violence shelter for a while, okay. then what? Okay. You know, and so there's lots and lots of barriers to a person leaving the violent relationship and getting to safety, but people do it. They do it every day, and the reason they can is because there's a lot of societal support for that individual who says, Powerful. I'm not going to live like this, and I need to reach out my hand. I need to be not judged, but supported. I need to be not told what to do, okay. helped as I explore the options about what my next steps might be. This is what's transformative for people so they don't have to stay stuck yes. in a relationship that could turn deadly. Mm. You know, Kim, you said something that stuck with me. You said it happens, right? It can happen to anyone, an educated woman or man, an uneducated one, poor, middle class, or wealthy. And I think that is something that we do need to note because I think sometimes people have perceptions of the type of person this can happen to. And I have heard uh, individuals who um, are good-natured people, but I've heard them say that happened to her because she was weak-minded. And I just want to emphasize that to you again. You're saying that's not necessarily the case. It can happen to someone, a woman, for instance, even with a very strong personality. Absolutely. In fact, um, it, it wasn't too long ago that I did a presentation to a group of older students here in the metro Atlanta area. Yes. 
And a woman in the back said, you know, my husband slapped me, and I had a U-Haul in the driveway the next morning. Okay. And um, she'd only been married three weeks. She didn't have children. Okay. She had a driver's license. She had the ability to make a phone call. She had a strong um, ability uh, to use the English language. I owned the phone. She had a phone. She um, had the ability to um, rent a U-Haul and drive it to the next place. She had a first month's deposit and a um, first month's rent and the deposit for her new place. She had work connections. And most of all, she didn't have a man who was going to say, if you pick up that phone. You're going you're gonna to suffer that, okay. you know, that he was going to hurt her, okay. scare her, or intimidate her family. And so people sometimes think that, um, it, well, certainly I would never put up with that. Yes. And, and, and they do. And as soon as she said that, I, I, I listened and I said, well, you know, I'm really happy that you were able to, you know, make that decision for yourself and follow through. But I also knew that in a room where there were probably 25 or 30 women, and some men, I, I needed to say more because there were going to be people in that room who were staying in the yeah, confusion. That's right. Staying because they were not yet ready okay. to move. And um, I think we shouldn't shame people for staying. We should be um, patient with people to listen to them, to help them to feel not judged but cared for and supported. Mm. You know, Kim, you always have a great, um, powerful answers for us, and I, I always want to highlight this subject because it's one that is real, and I believe that as our, many of our listeners throughout the country and often around the world in different countries listen in, uh, this, your, your message can help someone who is battling with it. Maybe it's not today they decide to get help and leave, but maybe it's a month or two. You said it happens, and that's sticking with me. You know, but does this happen to those of us who are observing this, does it happen overnight, or does the manipulation, the unfair control and influence, Kim, does it happen over time? What does it realistically look like in 2015? And I, and I say that to you as an interviewer, not saying so much that, hey, you know, domestic violence is different from the face of 60, 70 years ago, but dynamics have changed, especially for women, right? So, And I guess today I'm assuming a lot of it may be emotional control, and from what conversations you and I have had, Emotional control uh, can be just as devastating as physical abuse and control, right? Absolutely. And I think what happens is that, you know, years go by and teenagers grow into their 20s and 20-somethings grow into their 30s. And while we're growing into our 30s and our 40s, new teenagers are growing into their 20s. And it seems as though, even though there's more information about domestic violence, about red flags and warnings, yes. about resources and, and um prevention, and even though there's a lot more talk about domestic violence, we still have lots of people who who get confused because it's very confusing. Okay. You know, you meet somebody, they, you know, you don't know a con person, man or woman, when they're coming at you. You, that's why they're good at what they do. Okay. Good point. Well, people are going to sometimes manipulate and fool and present a false front, and I had an old, old aunt tell me, when I was just in my late teens, she said, Kim, you have to summer them and winter them and summer them again before you know them. And that is a message that has stuck with me and one that I've shared. It takes time yes. to really get to know someone. Powerful. And so it's very important to keep 
keep a little bit, you know, hold your cards close to your chest for okay. a little while. Get to know a person before you reveal all of the information. Mm. Make that person able to stalk you, find you at work, okay. you at home, know where your kids are. You know, it's like it takes time to get to know a person in in their true self, with their authentic self. And um, and I just think that we rush in too much. Okay. Really important to, to really get to know people, not going through the world with a lot of um, suspicion about everyone. Yeah. I think that's exhausting. But to, to know that it takes time. And if we're going to be vulnerable with a person, we need to make sure it's going to be a person who is basically good at heart. I talk about the five things that people have okay. to have in order to be in a healthy relationship. And so whether it's you, are you ready, or whether it's them, yes. you're the person you're about to go out with, a good mind, a good heart. Yes. Mm. Good humor. If they're not going to make you laugh, you're going to be bored. <laughs> good point. A good job. Okay. That little baby finger on my hand is the good sexual connection, which is often the thing that we put as number one. Okay. We, we get um, fused together because our biochemistry is driving this thing. And then, you know, a few months go by, and then you go, oh, no, I don't even think I like this person, and then we're in trouble. Wow. So mm. We have to take it slow, and we have to be really, really wise, I think, about how and when we connect with people and um, take our time. Real talk for real people. Kim Fradick is on with us, and she has been on with us in previous years. Again, she's with the Women's Resource Center to End Domestic Violence in Atlanta, Georgia. Her organization does some amazing work out in the community. You know, Kim, uh, before you leave us, I want to zone in on emotional uh, abuse, the emotional control, because it can be so tricky to recognize, I would imagine, from the outsider or the observer or even uh, the victim, be it a man or a woman. You know, what does that usually entail? You're an expert. What does that look like? Well, a person um, who is going to be emotionally abusive, um, they don't start out that way, whether it's physical or emotional. Okay. It is something that takes time to establish. You know, you get to know a person. You're bringing your best for the longest time, and then you're connecting with someone um, and getting that person to trust you. And then sometimes women will say to me, we got married, or I moved in with him, and the the, the um, switch was flipped almost immediately. Wow. Or sometimes it's even more subtle, okay. where once the, the person feels like, you know, they have a hook in you in whatever way that might be, um, now they start to erode your self-confidence. Maybe it's just a subtle little comment about, you know, why are you wearing that? Okay. You know, who are you trying to look good for? So it's, it's like okay. you know, troll kinds of things. Yes. Or... Or I can't believe you said that in front of my friends. And why are you so the name calling and okay. you know, like eroding your sense of self, your appearance, your intelligence, your capabilities? I had a woman say to me, Kim, I was convinced that I wasn't good at anything. We couldn't even go to the grocery store together. He would say to me, Will you pick out a bottle of wine? She said it didn't matter what wine I would pick. He would criticize me in the store and say, How can you be so stupid to get that wine? You know, oh, it's like wow. didn't matter what it was. It was always to to erode her self esteem. And then what I say to people whom this happens to is this. When I go to the family violence intervention programs and sit with the men in the group yes. and listen to the conversation, men will say, I told her she was stupid, I told her she was ugly, I told her nobody would want her. But none of that was true. Wow. I wanted her to feel bad about herself because if I knew I knew that if she knew, 
her true worth, yes. she would leave me. Mm. Wow. It's about let's keep her low because a depressed woman is less likely to leave. I see. Thinking she needs uh, him or if that man is being abused that he needs her. Kim, tell me what can a concerned family member or friend do? Because I'm imagining if we're talking about that perpetrator, being a man or a woman, but you're saying uh, statistics and observations clearly tell us that uh, more than times that the man is the perpetrator. Uh, and I'm saying all men, obviously, but we know there are situations. But usually if there is domestic violence happening, the man is the one who's the perpetrator. How can a family or loved one approach the situation? Because tell me this, I'm imagining the perpetrator will find a way through manipulation to isolate that woman from her family, right? Yeah, isolation is a big part of it. Um, well, this is what we try to do. We talk to people in our community saying, we need you to be part of the solution. So first of all, what can men do? If men see that a man is treating a woman abusively, if he's talking about you know, forcing her to have sex, if he's talking about um, having sex with her when she's intoxicated, or if he's talking about um, you know, hitting or pushing or yelling or okay. controlling, to say to him, you know, that's not cool. I can't believe you're treating her that way. In fact, I'm going to call her and see if she's okay. Yeah. And there's help. You need help, bro. You need help. Okay. You need to call somebody and you need to figure this out because it's going to it's going to hurt you. I care about you too much to let you go down this path. Yeah. Abusers are not happy people. Okay. They often go to jail. They often lose things that are precious to them, like their wives, their children, yeah. their jobs, their self-respect, and the respect of others. It's yeah. really important for good men, and there are plenty of them, thank God. Yes, yes, there are. I care about you too much to let you do this thing you're doing. Mm, wow. If you're a woman, and, 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 and you see a, your, your friend, your colleague, your sister, your coworker, whomever, dealing with abuse, you can say, you can remember the ABCs. First of all, it's important to make it your business. It's, it's not their business only. It is your business because this affects all of us. But to say, in, in terms of the ABCs, you ask. You okay. say, hey, are you okay? I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, but you know you can talk to me. Yeah. You know, or even be more forthright and say, are you okay in your relationship? Are things okay? Okay. I'm concerned about your safety, but you ask. And then whatever they tell you, believe what they tell you, because fabricated reports could happen, but usually people have no motivation to make up lies about this. It's embarrassing for people sometimes. It's, it's very hard to admit that you have this happening in your life. So believe what they say. Yeah. That's the B. Have some compassion, care, and just open your heart to that person and see what you can do. See what they need you to do. Maybe just a listening ear is all they need for now. Okay. The D is to document. Tell them. You don't have to go to the police. You don't have to do anything right now. You don't have to get a protective order if you don't want to. But write down what's happening. Hide it away in a place where it's not going to be found because that later on might be evidence that you need to help you move on if you need to and choose to. And the third thing is, or the last thing, I'm sorry, the E, is to educate. We have to talk to people about resources. 1-800-799-SAFE. It's a national domestic violence hotline. You can find out where domestic violence services are close to you by dialing that number. 
And if you're a man who thinks, you know what, I don't want to treat my family this way. I don't want to do this to my partner, my girlfriend, my wife. Yes. I don't want to do this. You can call, you can, you can go online to menstoppingviolence.org. They're nationally recognized. They do very good work helping men get connected to other men who want to say, we're tired of living like this. Okay, yes. For a different kind of manhood. We're going to see if we can be part of the solution, making the world safer for all of us. Mm, powerful information. Kim, I want to go back to the D component that you talked about with the ABCs of confronting someone or addressing it. And, and this is just popping up in my head, real talk for real people. When you ask, okay, is everything okay in the relationship? Kim, what happens when they are being dishonest or deceitful in the terms of everything's great, he's loving, he's supportive, he takes care of me, and you know firsthand that's untrue. I mean, it's so frustrating, I believe, when you speak to so many different people. You speak to more people than I do out there about this cause. I've spoken with people, and they become so frustrated. What can they do? Because I'm sure sometimes the frustration can turn into an anger, and not to be malicious, but an anger towards her perhaps for being dishonest or protecting him. You know, what does that concerned mom or dad or sister do when you know she's not telling the truth, Kim? Well, what I know is this. First of all, try not to take that lie personally. Okay. In her best, or he's trying his best, to deal with the reality that is before him or her. And um, sometimes it's about safety. Sometimes this person has been convinced that if they tell anybody, they're going to hurt the family. Okay. Going to, there's going to be a serious consequence. You know, some kind of blackmail or threat or something is yes. there, and so they're not going to talk. But maybe there's also denial or just a lack of information, like, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Yes. It's wonderful to me because they're, they're still on this situation where their their mind is sort of stuck on... I'm going to stay because I know that wonderful man. But see, okay. the people that go to the safe house, the people who leave and get help and get protective orders and arrest warrants, they're also grieving the loss of the good part of wow. that person that is hurting them. Wow. So it's always a mixed bag. You don't yeah. get with somebody who's 100% awful. You get with somebody because you see something beautiful in that person, something kind, something attractive. You, you, you step in with your life, and then you, the reality sometimes is like, oh, my, this person who is lovely and fun and sexy and great is also scary. Okay. Manipulative. Yeah. And it's getting worse because domestic violence does get worse over time. Mm. It gets more serious, and it happens more frequently, and um, it's very, very important to give people the information. So you give somebody the information, and okay. they might not receive it, but I truly believe that you have planted a seed. Okay. Powerful. So don't give up. And you're saying, and I want to emphasize something for everyone listening out there um, who may be experiencing this, maybe watching a cousin or friend. You're saying don't give up. Be patient in a sense. I, I don't want to say that in the sense of, hey, just accept it. But you're saying you're not really accepting it, even if she's being dishonest at the time, if she's in denial or being, you know, trying to protect him. You're saying try not to be judgmental of that. And I love what you said. Don't take it personal, but stand up perhaps for the long run of, just trying to be there to support? Exactly, okay. exactly. To keep saying um, things like, um, just know that you can talk to me. I'm not going to judge okay. you. Um, no one deserves to be treated like this. No one deserves to be treated abusively. Maybe we can talk sometime. Um, you know, just kind of keep the door open. Okay. And, um, and to say also, you know there's help. There really is help. 
people can help to keep you safe. People can help you to sort out your next steps. Yes. And, um, and to let people know that you believe that they're strong enough to grieve the part of the relationship that they feel really bonded to, really, wow. really connected with. Wow. Because it takes a lot of strength and courage to grieve a loss. Sometimes people can't face losing this person. Okay. Well, he's scary sometimes. Yes. You know, they can't face um, saying goodbye and what that would mean. And and so it's really um, good to tell people you believe in them. Okay. You you can be there as an ally and a cheerleader and um, a kind voice and listening ear. Wow. You know, Kim, before you get out of here, tell me this. Is it fair to say, and you know being the expert working with many different uh, family units, women and men, is it fair to say that most people will eventually leave a domestic violence relationship or that's not always true? Well, I think it's hard to say if most people will, but I know that many people do. Okay. I know that Powerful. people do. And um, so we should never believe that, oh, well, she'll never leave or this will never change yeah. because people do change. People do learn. People have, you know, transformative experience okay. where they look at life differently and they believe different things about themselves. In fact, one time a woman said to me, she said, I've been living with this terrible violence for years. And he was so abusive to me. And he would call me names. And then she said to me, but one day he called me stupid. And she said to me, I knew I wasn't stupid. So when I began to question that, he lied. And so I was stupid. I began to think, well, maybe he's lying about these other things too. Wow. He said, that is when I, I got prepared to leave. Okay. Because I realized that if he could lie about that, he probably lied about the other things he was saying. Yes. Yes. That was her changing. That was her turning point. And these kinds of things happen in our lives, I think, is different from person to person. But, um, yeah, we have to stay in this together, think about how we can be part of the solution. Talk to your kids. Yes. Your I was going to touch on that briefly for the next 30 seconds, Kim. I know you're a big um, advocate of saying talking to the kids and letting them know hitting is wrong. Right. And um, I think that the message that we try to work with uh, our children about the children who stay in our safe house, we, we do a summer um, camp piece with okay. children, teaching them about um, being in control of themselves. And that's the thing. Your strong emotions will come. Yeah. Anger, your jealousy, your fear. Um, strong emotions will come because you're a human being. You're a person. But you can learn to just feel what you feel and hold your seat and take your breaths. And we have glitter jars where they watch the glitter fall to the bottom of the jar while they relax. And our children and our grown-ups that we're working with and ourselves, we learn how to feel our strong emotions okay. out making trouble for ourselves by acting out habitually with some sort of violent words or violent actions. Mm, wow. Great information, Kim Frederick. We always love having you on. I want to say it one more time. Will you remind us of that 1-800 number to call? If you're a woman right now, if you're a man, and you, uh, there is an inkling in you that something is wrong, that you're in a relationship that is keeping you from being the best healthy you, be it emotional abuse, physical abuse, please give them that number again, Kim. Yes, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. Powerful information. And visit our website for more information. And, Kim, I know your organization has a website. Before we leave, will you quickly provide that for them? Yes, this is the Women's Resource Center to End Domestic Violence. We're at www.wrcdv.org. 
Kim, keep sharing all your great information. Our printing company, Lindemann Press, in McDonough, Georgia, is locally owned and operated by Ron and Cynthia Manson. We're glad to say this year, Lindemann Press International was once again rated in January the number one printing franchise in the printing industry by Entrepreneur Magazine. This is the 21st time overall that we have achieved this stellar rating. Our products, we print anything from brochures, tickets, booklets, embroidery on shirts, banners, promotional items, business cards with special coding, wedding invitations for your special day, and so much more. Our services. Our mission is to provide quality products and services timely and at a competitive rate. We help businesses to grow through feedback, advertisement, and direct mailing. We are committed to building long-term relationships with customers and employees. Our website is McDonough, .com. Our phone number is 770-957-0012. Our address is 870 Hampton Road, McDonough, Georgia, zip code 30253. It's one half mile off of I-75. We take pleasure in meeting and exceeding our customers' expectations. Wow, what a powerful conversation again about domestic violence awareness. Whoa, wow. I continue to learn every time I speak with experts like Kim Fredick about this issue. Please play it forward. Share the information with someone if you suspect. Again, you can email them the show segment, whatever it takes. We have to end this family concern. It is very serious. And again, as I said at the top of the show, often it can come down to life and death. Please do know that. All right, everyone? But we focus on the solutions, and she provided some great information. And someone can get out. Uh, There is hope and healing available for everyone. We have just a little bit more from you. Please do not leave me because I have one more piece of great conversation to share. We're going to switch gears now. We're going to focus on the business industry. And then I've got some great, amazing music, if you will, from one phenomenal and gifted artist out of Florida. Stay with us. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and we are spotlighting a very interesting topic that I'm sure many of you want to know more about. You know, a quiet transformation is taking place in the American workplace. More people are leaving the 9-to-5 job or grind behind to become their own bosses. That's right, entrepreneurs, rather. That's what I would call it. But if you're dreaming about taking the plunge, but aren't sure where to start or what to do, we've got some advice today, uh, tonight on the show, on how to make that transition. Joining us right now, we have the one and only Eric LeJay and Amy Ludwig are with us, and they are with uh, AFLACT, of course, and I want to get this right. Amy, you're Senior Training Implementation Consultant, um, and Eric, you're the Vice President of Southwest Territory. Welcome to Let's Talk America. Good, good evening. Thank you. 
Thank you. Excited. Now, I want to get this term right. Uh, the new buzzword is solopreneurs, not entrepreneurs, but solopreneurs. And that is, uh, I guess, an individual that operates as an independent uh, business operator. We're going to talk more about this. Eric, my first question is to you. Tell me more about this phenomenon because I, I think a lot of people probably never heard the word solopreneur. Yeah, definitely, Shana. There is this new shift in the work environment taking place, and this solopreneur phenomenon is, is evolving as a result of several things. First of all, uh, maybe it's a millennial who has observed their parent uh, watching their job become downsized, perhaps laid off, okay. uh, or maybe it is a baby boomer who has finally figured out what they don't want and is going out on a solo career as an independent representative, perhaps for a company. These people are looking for something that they perhaps can't get in that W-2 environment. Okay. Now, Amy, tell me, how would you uh, describe or depict that typical person looking for a position that isn't um, perhaps very typical, right? I mean, the 40 hours per week, uh, would they have to be inside? Tell us more. There's a lot of times where people find themselves in that 40-hour-a-week job, and they think that that's what they want because of the salary, the benefits, you know, um, having that opportunity to grow and expand their career. But they very quickly find out that it may not be the right fit for them, and they may be looking for something more. I would say that that person is probably thinking, okay, I, I'm ready for a new challenge. I'm ready to grow in a different way. I want to be passionate about my work. Okay. You know, I want to look for something that I can build longevity with, that I could possibly even retire with. Um, and really looking at going into business for yourself. Um, and specifically in, in the scenario of partnering with another company um, like Aflac and, and moving into maybe an independent sales agent role, it really gives you the ability for advancement, some career opportunity, and um, to really become passionate about helping others and really being excited to get up out of bed every morning than maybe going and dragging into that 40-hour-a-week desk job. So definitely if, if you are looking more uh, for something that, that can get you excited and maybe something to consider. Wow. You know, Eric, tell me this. Uh, so many people, uh, you know, obviously grow up and say, well, I'm going to go into that corporate job or I'm going to get that good established job and go in and, and I'll do my 35 years and retire. But obviously there have always been, and even probably more today I'd imagine, individuals that dream or envision having their own business or being their own boss. You know, what are some of the factors that should be considered uh, realistically when deciding to become your own boss? Because that's not a small leap. No, it's not, and it's a great leap of faith for many people. Like Amy just said, identifying what business is right for you, something that you're excited about, passionate about, makes you want to get up and go to work every day because you'll be working for yourself. I would then advise them, Santa, to look at potentially partnering with a strong company, an industry leader, somebody with a, a company with a, a big positive brand impression and recognition, okay. a company with an ethical repu uh, reputation. And then I would also consider a third, uh, taking a look at what the market looks like out there and yeah. what career path can I take as a solopreneur that will have sustainability. And that's why a lot of people are taking a look at the insurance industry today with everything okay. that's taking place with the Affordable Care Act, uh, the insurance landscape, the health care landscape has changed dramatically, and there are many opportunities to, 
and we always hear the uh, word flexibility bounces around when people are their own selves or if they partner with someone. And again, the term is solopreneurs learn something every day on Let's Talk America. I've learned it myself. Amy, what benefits do people gain from running their own business? I mean, obviously, I know you all touched on it before, the, the freedom of saying, hey, I'm not necessarily tied to a desk, but any other benefits that should be noted by our national and international listeners? but one of them that you've already mentioned is the flexibility. That's the one great thing about really owning your own business is that you really begin to get this work-life balance. You know, you definitely work hard when you own your own business and you're investing your time, and you also want to be able to have the time with your family. You don't want to miss out on those important events, and being your own business owner really allows you to have that flexibility to work hard, but also be able to enjoy the things we work so hard for, like special events in our family. I think one of the other things of being your own boss that's really great is the unlimited opportunity and income potential. There really is no cap, meaning that if you want to grow your business at you know a, a 25% increase, 30% increase, you absolutely have the ability to do that and um, really receive the benefit of the rewards that come along with that, the profitability that comes along with that. Like I mentioned before, you can create your own promotion. You can create your own opportunities because you own your business. And the last thing that kind of ties into both of those is you get to be your own boss. What that means is that you get to grow as an individual. If you decide that you want to really coach and mentor others to be successful, a lot of times, um, especially a career opportunity when partnering with a company, you'll have that opportunity um, as well. So definitely the flexibility, the upward mobility, and the opportunity to have an unlimited uh, income is, is all great benefits when it comes to owning your own business. Wow, certainly something to consider. Eric, take us home, close us out. You know, uh, there are many people out there listening to us or watch television and or read the papers or whatever online and say, hey, you know, start my own business. Sounds really fun. There's some really famous people that did. After all, some of the biggest companies we know, they took the leap um, of faith or movement or whatever they wanted to do to keep it going. But we know starting your own business or being your own boss, I would imagine, is not for uh, the weary, right? I think it does take some discipline, I would imagine. How can people decide whether they're cut out for entrepreneurship? Yes, exploring that opportunity, it can be very scary for a lot of people. I'm talking to friends, watching TV, of course, there are infomercials all over the place about different career paths that somebody can take working for themselves. What we've done is we've put together a resource for people who may be interested in pursuing an independent sales agent career, and that resource is aflac.com slash dreamjob, and somebody who takes advantage of that resource can We'll hear testimonies from other people who have done the exact same thing, find out a little bit more exactly about what it means, and then perhaps make that choice to pursue that career. So that's Aflac.com okay. slash DreamJob. Wow, so interesting. So listeners can check it out, and, and I'm sure they can find some great tidbits that would likely apply to uh, every industry, right? Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, Eric and Amy. We appreciate you on Let's Talk America. Thank you for having us. 
Well, all right, everyone, we've had one full, complete show for tonight, it being October the 13th, 2015. We are moving ahead. Hey, before you leave us, friendly reminder, check out the newly designed website at www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com, okay? And let us know your thoughts. All the information you want is right there, one-stop shop. Well, everyone, you know we love great conversation here at the LCA team, but we also love phenomenal music. And tonight we have a brand new selection, a world debut here. The song is titled Amazing, and it's by the one and only vocalist and rapper Terry V out of Florida. She has been with Let's Talk America in our early years, early stages, and we're happy and excited to feature some new music by this very gifted artist. The song is titled Amazing, and maybe you'll find it amazing also, okay? It's an upbeat song, everyone. Keep that conversation going, all right? Make a difference in your world, in your community, and your life. Let's talk America. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2015. Amazing, amazing, amazing girl, you're so amazing. Now let me hear. 